Hey, Pod Fam, it's Laura. And it's Rachel. And welcome to the Tea with Laura and Rachel. Rachel. Wow. <laughs> wow. I know. I feel like we're going to throw so many people off from like a different intro. Don't worry. We'll probably go back to the standard next week because that's just what comes out of our mouths. But we thought we would like do a throwback to episode one where we said hey and said our names. <laughs> yeah. Well, you see, the thing is that we're on episode, I think this is episode 28. Wow. Um, so it's been a hot minute. So there's definitely some people who have shown up that might have not listened to our original episode. So yeah, that's our names. Yep. Welcome. Now you can put those to our voices. <laughs> if you couldn't tell by the title of the show, that's who we are. Yep. <laughs> yep. We try not to make All up right. names around here. Nope. I'm hoping that my computer holds out for this episode because she is causing some issues lately and I'm very upset. You know what? She's an older lady. She's she getting is. a little tired. She has to take yes. a nap every once in a while, but hopefully she stays with us for the next hour or so. Hopefully she stays with us until like February when I can buy another laptop because God knows I don't want to do that at this <sighs> moment in time. It's like, you know, nowadays... Your computer dying or your phone dying is the same as like your car blowing yeah. up. You know, like if not or, like worse. needing needing like an all new tires and a brake job on your car. It's not cheap. Yeah. It ain't cheap and we don't like those unexpected things. Nope. Like I'm getting to the point where I'm like about to back up my Google Drive, like just put everything on there that I have because I'm like, she could go up in flames at any time. Hey, you never know. <laughs> better be you safe. never know well she she is like seven years going on eight years old now so i think she's done pretty good she went all the way through university with me i definitely left it in the car a lot in the cold got cold um, it got hot <laughs> yeah it was just you know she's been a trooper i think maybe she's just getting to the point where she's like it's time for you to move on yeah yeah journey new journey <laughs> Yeah, so that's my laptop woes. How are, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. I went kickboxing tonight and then nice. ate a giant bowl of spaghetti and meatballs because I was just starving. Ooh. I just – I'm really proud of myself actually at, at kickboxing. Um, you know, it's, it's a hard workout and like just mm -hmm. when you want to stop, you're like so close to the end so you keep going. Yeah. But man, my body was just like, carbs, please give carbs. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So it was rewarded with a big bowl of spaghetti. Nice. Guess what we had for dinner tonight? You're going to love it. Um, just take a wild guess. Ground beef and mashed potatoes? No, actually. No. Damn. That's we my did favorite. actually have mashed potatoes. We had mashed potatoes the other day. Uh, but no, uh, we both didn't want to cook tonight. So I made a heaping bowl of craft dinner oh, that was guess us. number two i should have known yeah. here i thought yeah. like you were being all culinary and no 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 <laughs> no no i was busy watching one tree hill but i learned that uh, my partner he puts peas in his craft dinner what that's what i said what kind of fuckery is that i, I don't understand I what so what? I like had some on the side to have uh -huh. like vegetables. Well, yeah, that's I, fine. Like, but mix them in. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. Even the color combination just isn't right. I know. I know. And I was like eating one and I was eating some craft dinner and like a pea landed on the spoon that I was eating with. So I had like basically craft dinner with peas. And I was just like, this is a weird sensation. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, I don't, it's like hot and like soft and like kind of savory tasting coupled with like. I don't know. Even when they're hot, peas, when you like bite into them, they feel kind of cold. Yeah. And like sweet. And I was like, this is strange. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll go with it. I mean, I think my craft dinner and oh, sorry for our international listeners who are not Canadian, uh, Mm -hmm. macaroni and cheese that comes in a box. (laughs) That's our Katie. And the cheese is like not real cheese. God knows what. <laughs> it's orange or orange powder. <laughs> it's orange. Okay, yeah. this this will show how Canadian I am with how I eat my craft dinner. I eat it with ketchup. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think there's no other Canadian way to do it. Like I mean, I I like kind of go back and forth while I'll have it with ketchup sometimes and then I won't have it on other days. Same. Same. It it's got to yeah. be a mood. You know, either I'll throw in some like old cheddar and think I'm, mm-hmm. like, having fancy craft dinner, even though my boyfriend, oh. who's Italian, he, like, turns his nose up at it, and he hardcore judges me every time I make craft dinner. Um, yeah. But then other times, I'm just, like, I feel like being a little kid and having ketchup. And every time mm-hmm. I do that, it brings me back to um, childhood memory when I was, like, four or five, and I would go over to my friend's house, and her mother would make craft dinner, and we had the option of getting – polka dots or stripes <gasps> on our on our mac or on our kd oh. and like it was always like a, such a big decision like how we wanted our ketchup organized onto the the kd wow. so yeah i don't know if anyone else did that but like it was a serious that. decision for a five-year-old it is mm-hmm. it is i don't know there's something about food and the sensoriness of it like when you're little it's a big deal it was huge it was so huge um but yeah craft dinner it's awesome. I'm glad that you enjoyed the the gym, though. I went to the gym for the first time yesterday in over a year. Wow, good job. So, like, I've been working out at home, obviously, but I haven't, like, I used to be, like, a huge gym goer. Um, needless to say, we've got a while to go before we get back to where I was before, but looking back to last week's episode of discussing your why, I'm like, I don't really know if I want to go back to how I was before. Because it's like my body feels like it's moving as it should. Like I used to – and I've definitely told you about this before, but I used to have like the most difficult time squatting. Mm -hmm. Like I I couldn't get my ankles to like – I couldn't get that ankle ankle flexion. I couldn't get my hips back enough. And I was like doing them yesterday and I was like, oh, so that's what mobility feels like. Yeah, just from like all the walking and yoga you've been doing, you know, finally your body Mm -hmm. is at like a functional – Hmm. So yeah, I think I'll probably stick with that nice. for a while. Well, good for you. Yeah, and like kind of just like you know, still go to the gym a couple, maybe twice a week or something, but not like go and lift a stupid amount. Like just a little bit, enough that I'm working, but not enough that I am a small, uh, small Jason Momoa. Yeah, you don't need to be as like you know on the weights as you used to be now. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Perfect example of how things can change. Yeah. But what you having to drink today? Oh, so I pulled out a new one today. Lovely. It's winter spice chai latte. Oh, 
That sounds amazing. Oh my God. It's so good. It's so good that even when I was making it this evening, my boyfriend popped his head into the kitchen and was just like, whatever you're making, I would like a cup too, please. <laughs> and um, so this one is cinnamon, nutmeg, orange peel, ginger, cardamom, cloves. Um, so like super spicy and you actually don't steep it for very long because, um, mm -hmm. I mean, okay, like I granted, I like things really strong, but it's yep. one that really has a kick to it, especially with like the chunks of ginger that are in it. So yeah, I put that in the French press and then I topped it off with some oat milk just to make it a little bit mm -hmm. more latte-y, but I actually have had it on its own without milk and it's it's still really good. Funny story about the first time I tried to make this tea, I have like this one cup teapot that pours out the bottom. So it has like the infuser mm -hmm. at the bottom. And I thought like, yep. oh, ha, this is so smart of me. I'm going to put the powder in here and it'll be super strong. <laughs> and I'll just try this like one cup of this tea instead of making a whole pot. Um, yeah. Yeah. I thought How'd it would that dissolve go? a little bit more, but from all the different mm -hmm. spices that are just like coarsely ground, it clogged up the mm -hmm. teapot. <laughs> oh, I, no. Oh, God. And so this teapot that really only pours out the bottom, you can't – like it's got like a little lid on top, but it's not meant for pouring. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to pour the mm -hmm. tea out the top. It's causing the bottom to open up. So I've got tea leaking at the bottom from like what can no. come out. Uh, and I'm like trying to spoon to keep like the ginger and all the bigger chunks in the teapot. Still, it was a mess. No. It was not a good situation. So I eventually ended up like pouring it into my French press and doing mm -hmm. it that way. And it was much more successful. So yeah, I have not made that mistake again Since then. With, with a powdered latte mix. Fair enough. So got to keep that teapot only for the loose leaf. It sounds like it was a tragedy, so. Oh, it was. It was I, I had tea everywhere. It was all over <laughs> the kitchen counter. Anyway, what are you drinking this evening? I am having my immunity booster tea this mm. evening. I haven't had that one on the show in a while, it feels like, so I brought it back out. Nice. And well, I've that got one's my, always a good one. It is. And I've got my little duck of friend course. here. That was the tea infuser. We're having a great time. We're ready to go. Excellent. Well, we also have one other guest with us today. Oh, do we? That, that would be my cat. <laughs> oh, hi, Kitty. She's, she's sleeping right next to me and being a good girl. So Aww. if you hear any little little meows, that's just her in the background. She's not scratching or tearing apart anything right now. So that's good. Um, it's progress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like as in last time, she like tore down the, the blanket fort and uh, mm -hmm. tried to play with all the wires. Yeah, night she's just sleeping. So, so far so good. Cute. Well, as usual, the bunny is also a guest with us. We've got our animal friends tonight. Good. He is um, also sleeping. He is flopped on his side with his little chin resting on the ground, having a oh. little rest. Oh, he's so cute. I know. So again, on Laura's side, watch out for the little muse. On my side, watch out for him literally throwing his food bowl across his cage. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do about it. No, he just likes to protest. <laughs> he does. What he's protesting, I couldn't tell you, but whatever. Here we are. Yes. So huh, this topic for this evening is a bit prevalent for at least our most recent conversations, wouldn't you say? 
Yeah, it seems to be coming really top of mind, you know, between you and I, conversations we're having, but then like conversations mm-hmm. we're having with other people. And mm-hmm. that is social media. I feel like we might get spicy uh, tonight. What a hot topic. Yeah. What a hot topic. More specifically, the pros and cons of social media, in our opinion. So this is just our thoughts. Yeah, we just kind of wanted to bring to light some things that we've really noticed going around yeah. on social media lately. And like, granted, they've they've kind of always been there. But I find yeah. like society is getting a little bit more aware now that we've had social media like in our lives for the better part of like 10 to 12 years. You know, it's not so much like the Wild West how it used to be, yet mm-hmm. there is still just a culture to it. Like it's its own world that is separate from mm-hmm. our real lives, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Like, Rachel, what do you think about that? Yeah, I definitely think so because how it all started, at least with Instagram, was it was like you would maybe take a weird photo of like a stop sign and then you would add a bunch of filters on it and you would post it. And it was just a bunch of people like messing around having fun, right? At least that's how I remember it and God knows what year I feel old. Yeah, like I but- think I got Instagram in 2012 in my first picture was yeah. like me in Texas. So like yeah. a selfie. Actually, no, it wasn't even a selfie. My dad Cute. took the picture. And um, I think it probably has like a Valencia filter mm-hmm. on it. Like it's so um, SEPA toned. <laughs> like, it was always the Valencia filter. Oh, that was the like only acceptable filter at the time. Yeah. But over over time, it really has become its own thing where, you know, eventually it became a highlight reel. Mm-hmm. for people's lives that we were aware of but then so many more functions were added into it and now like people have their whole businesses just on Instagram if we're focusing mainly on that and like they can curate an entire life that's completely untrue and presented as fact and that's a bit dangerous to me if you yeah. agree yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. But I also think like for the um, observers of the content, mm-hmm. um, Instagram in particular and TikTok, they have literally become the new television. Like, okay, I know we can't stare at listeners mm-hmm. right now, but raise your hand if you have somehow spent hours and hours just mindlessly scrolling through all those reels on on like either Instagram or TikTok um, mm-hmm. because I certainly have. And I'm like, oh my God, where did the yeah. night go? Like mm-hmm. I sat down after work just to chill at like yeah. five o'clock and now it's like 730. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's scary. And I can't even recall anything that I've watched because it's only little short videos, you know, like it's crazy. It is. And like, hell, raise your hand if while you're literally listening to this podcast, if you're at home, you're just scrolling through Instagram. Busted. (laughs) At the same time. Busted. I'm sorry. I'm only bringing this up because I do that as well and it's bad. Oh my God. I'll be on the phone with someone scrolling through Instagram and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Why can I not invest my full attention into something? Yeah, it's it's kind of scary. And like a really good word that you use for it when we decided to do this episode was the metaverse. Yes. Oh, my God. And that's yeah. kind of what spurred this episode because uh, last week, metaverse came out. Zuckerberg, mm-hmm. he launched a, a new world, 
in her world. Oh boy. And like, okay, granted right now it looks kind of chintzy and cheesy um, in my personal opinion, but mm-hmm. I immediately thought of a Black Mirror episode where yeah. I think it was the one where everyone had to spend their day riding on a bicycle to generate energy. Yeah. And then they would go back to their like little cubicle of a bedroom and mm-hmm. they would go to like talent shows, but they would show up as their like avatar. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely it's a cool episode if anyone wants to watch it, but it was kind of scary because now in 2021, there is a metaverse that you go into as an avatar. And yeah. I'm just uh, – I just – I. <laughs> I have so many thoughts on it. Oh, my God. I don't even even know where to start because, like, I find it absolutely terrifying because I think it devalues the human experience. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I know some people are going to say, like, oh, but you can, like, explore ancient ruins or, like, go into outer space and and all this. But, like, it's just You're not actually doing it. Yeah, it's just a facade. And I think we're human beings and we need nature. We need social interaction. We need love. We need touch. You know, mm-hmm. like a child, a baby will die without human touch. Mm-hmm. And it it scares me about where our society is going. I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole, I promise. But yep. those were just my initial thoughts on the metaverse. I don't know. It's It seems like a wrong turn for society because yeah. – Instead of trying to improve the world that we physically need to live in. You just create a new one. It's like the We're Matrix. creating a new one. We're creating a new one. And the thing is, this metaverse, this perfect world where we can be whoever – like I could be Britney Spears if I felt like it. It still needs the real world to exist. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just worried if we get so digital with our lives – What's going to happen to our bodies? What's going to happen to the planet? Like, mm-hmm. hey, who knows? Maybe from a spiritual level, this is the next evolution of our souls going into different vessels. I don't think yeah. so. But like, you know, it's just, it's really scary to me. We're we're about to be the prequel to Wally. Oh my God. That's like the first thing. <laughs> like, yeah, when I saw Wally, I was, and and then heard things about metaverse. I was like, um... Pixar made a movie. A lot. <laughs> um, yep. They warned us about this, people. <laughs> just just throwing it out there. So did We've the Matrix. Told. <laughs> yeah, the Matrix too. We've had lots of warnings. I don't know yeah. why we want to steer the society this way. Yeah. And it's actually really funny because when you first brought up the metaverse to me, I didn't actually know you were referring because I'm honestly a bit terrible with current events. Sorry, friends. Uh, I didn't actually know what you were referring to. I thought that was just a word that you used mm-hmm. to describe it because everything that you're saying about the issues that this, I guess, avatar world will present to humanity, it's already happening. It is. On Instagram. Like it's a completely fake life on there. Mm-hmm. Now so. we're just – we're giving it a phys- – ah, okay, physical in quotations, a physical embodiment mm-hmm. – you know, instead yes. of us observing it 2D, we're going to observe it 3D, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So we'll see how that unfolds. I think um, we could go down this rabbit hole for a while. So why don't we just jump into what the initial pros of social media? Yeah. Oh my God. We, we think totally, there are. We totally meant to start this episode off with like yeah. pros. <laughs> and I felt like we just like dove right into like, we are so pissed off. 
The anyway, world is ending. We, we gave forewarning that this might be a spicy episode. So yes. sorry, we'll steer it back towards the light. <laughs> yes, we'll we'll stop being like we live in a dystopian society. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's still a lot of good things. It's fine. But anyway, let's just start off with a pro and we'll chat about it for a bit. So okay. I think number one. Foundationally, what I've always enjoyed about social media is the ability to stay connected to my friends and family because I've been lots of different places. I've traveled around and made friends like all over the world, all of this stuff. There is no other way for me to stay connected to them than over text or social media. But when it comes to texting, I know you and I are very similar. I don't have very much energy to like entertain a bunch of different conversations. No, definitely not over text. No. So something that's always been – that's been great for me, especially ever since I graduated from school, was just like DMing each other over Instagram, like stupid little things that we send when we think of each other. Yes. Yeah. No, that's definitely something I do. Yeah. And like even though it's not an ongoing conversation or we're not really connecting – it still feels a touch, like a touch point of, oh, you're thinking of me. Yeah, like you still exist in my world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then just with family, like it's honestly just nice, especially, you know, as you get older, maybe you had cousins growing up and you have lost touch or they've moved away and such. Like it's nice to see what's going on with them. Like it's nice to see did they get married, did they have kids, etc. Yeah, and like that's definitely – One of the only reasons why I have Facebook still. Yeah. And I have contemplated um, deleting it many times because I don't even remember the last time I posted on something on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Like it's been years. Um, Mm -hmm. But my family, like I have family that lives in Australia and like on the other side of Canada. So, you know, it, it is nice to see pictures Mm -hmm. from them. So, you know, like you, you get those updates about what's going on in your life Mm -hmm. uh, that's a little bit more tangible, like Mm -hmm. at least visually, than maybe having a phone call. Although I still think like a phone call and talking to someone Mm -hmm. is still a more meaningful connection. But Facebook is Especially with FaceTime. Yes, exactly. Especially with FaceTime nowadays. But I do love seeing um, pictures of my cousins with their kids, you know, down in Australia and – you know, out mm-hmm. in BC and that kind of stuff. And like my my oldest brother, he is in BC and my nephew is uh, two years old, almost three. So mm-hmm. it is nice to have some pictures there, but really still with like him, FaceTime mm-hmm. is like, is key. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the only reason why I hold on to Facebook. It's really more the older generation because yeah. let's face it, if we have any Gen Zers listening, they're like, Facebook what? <laughs> yeah. That's for the grandmas. Um, it's just like that's where the grandmas are my questionable aunts and uncles yeah yeah but then like with the Instagram you know that's more the people I went to university Mm -hmm. with or high school with and just kind of like keeping loose tabs on their life but I can't say outside of my close close friends do I actually have a meaningful connection Yeah. Like it's not like we're really talking. It's like, oh, I like your photo. And even on Instagram, like I don't think I've posted anything like ever. (laughs) I don't even know the last time I posted. Maybe I put something up in the springtime. I'm not sure. I'm like awful at that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff because I just like 
can't be bothered. Um, But then again, you know, I will spend hours scrolling on a reel of people I don't even know, right? So I definitely use it more as entertainment than I do for connecting. I, I'm 100% the same. Literally, I've liked more posts that are either reels or just random strangers mm-hmm. than I have of pictures of my own friends. Yes. Like over the last year. Like sometimes I'll be like, oh, like I haven't liked this person's photo in a while. And I'm like, because I literally just like scroll past it. Mm-hmm. But one thing kind of going back to that kind of loose connection, especially with like your school friends and stuff about like kind of the – was that Sydney? Oh, that was – yeah, that was her. Oh, my God. That was so cute. <laughs> she says hello. That was so cute. I loved that. Anyway, sorry. Cat, cat aside, that was just – I hope you guys heard it. It was so cute. Um, so, yeah, just that kind of connecting point, I found that it's almost like just sending each other memes has become a substitute for actual communication. Oh, memes have replaced words. Yeah. And especially gifts. Like gifts are now just emotions. Yeah. And it it feels like, and I'm definitely guilty of this, where it feels like, oh, well, I send this person who was a best friend of mine in college a meme every single day, maybe like five of them Mm -hmm. on a good day. We talk all the time. But it's just like then you actually look at your chat and you're like, when was the last time I actually asked you how you were doing? Yeah. Like do you actually know what's going on in their life or no? are you guys just having like a laugh or whatever over a silly reel? Or even sometimes you don't even – you just like it and you don't even look at it. Yeah. And that's a huge thing that's come up for me recently is I'm just kind of there and I'm just like, if I stopped sending these to you – would we communicate at all? Or has friendship just turned into kind of a transactional, here's something to laugh at. We don't actually ever need to have a conversation or be in the same room though. Like it feels Mm -hmm. like a substitution for actual face-to-face communication, which I think is just increasing the problem that already exists where we are so isolated. Yeah. It's almost like it's creating a new acquaintance. Right? Yeah. Like a new definition of an acquaintance because you're not actually like being friends. You know, mm-hmm. you're not you're not connecting on an emotional level. It's just like, yeah. oh, okay, you're like kind of in this circle of this mm-hmm. part of my life, but like don't really know yeah. anything about you. I do definitely agree with that. But as well, it feels like there's already an issue where people are isolated and they aren't feeling as connected mm-hmm. with each other and like mental health issues are on the rise and such where it feels like that just replacing friendships with just memes as the form of communication is just causing that problem to get worse Yeah, because it's like even, you know, somebody could be right in front of you that could be a new friend, but you're getting so lost in these reels and just sending it to people that you don't even see that like you're going more and more inward. Right. Does that right. make sense? No. no, I absolutely agree with that. Like it's just – it's it's false communication. Yeah. It's the illusion of communication. Yes. Yeah. It's an illusion. So, so, so Rachel, like how, how do you think we should combat this? You know, do we just accept that we now have acquaintances where there's this illusion or do we consciously try and like have a conversation over Messenger 
you know, do you think it depends on the on the person and we have to decide like, okay, is this actually someone I want to have meaningful communication with mm-hmm. or do I just accept that like, okay, maybe we're not like really friends. We just kind of like have a little thing going back and forth with memes. I think that it's a combination of your last two points where it depends on the person and then you also have to acknowledge when that's just what that kind of friendship is like and that's their way of maintaining it. Because I know like for us, I mean, we talk all the time. I don't know if we could ever get away with just sending each other memes, but that wouldn't work for our friendship. Like we wouldn't be able to maintain the relationship that we have where I have other friends who, you know, I don't necessarily know how to connect with them anymore Mm -hmm. because like we've just gone such different ways, but I still care about them. Yeah. So in that case, it's a nice thing where Mm -hmm. I still feel connected to them, but it's not added stress of having to figure out what to talk to them about. So maybe like you're recognizing that like, okay, this is kind of what like all it is Mm -hmm. for this time period. Like maybe it either like you grow apart even more or, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. kind of a placeholder. And then when it's more convenient or you're, you know, you live closer or you're on the same stage of life, then it's just like, oh, okay. Like now we can open up that channel of meaningful conversation because we're on the same page again. So I don't know. I think there's many mm-hmm. ways to think about this. Like I, I'd, I'd love to know what our listeners think about this. If if they agree, maybe yeah. treating it as a placeholder or accepting that that's all this is or like you're recognizing like, wow, I do that with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, do I keep or cut? Yeah. Well, I think um, at least I get – I'm kind of sick of that kind of communication because it, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like communicating. So maybe a good test is stop doing it because if you keep doing it, they're going to keep doing it back. So it's just a never-ending cycle where, you know, maybe if you're trying to figure out who to cut, not who to cut. That sounds really bad, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I know it sounds way more blunt than how I like how it's coming off. Yeah, like if you're trying to figure out where you need to channel energy, maybe stop just sending the memes and, you know, try to strike up a conversation. And then it's up to that other person whether or not they're going to engage with you in that way. If it's important enough for you with your acquaintances and friends, you just communicate in a meaningful way through a conversation, then okay, maybe that's not the right person to give energy to. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. We're bringing in the friends. Oh, man. (laughs) We're bringing in losing friends. It really just comes back to friendship like every episode, but hey, I know. No, friends are important in your life. So I think I think we've discussed this one as far as we can. Yes. Tonight, you know, if if our listeners have input, I definitely share that with us because mm-hmm. uh, I feel like any of these like things that we're talking about tonight, like there are just so many opinions and point of views mm-hmm. that it's such a personal decision yeah. about how you need to approach it and how you treat these things. So mm-hmm. let's Let's kind of move on to that classic, you know, false impression of who someone is. <sighs> I think I have so much to say. I know you do. Let's let's try and talk about a pro. And okay, I know this is this is going to be so tough because let's let's okay let's think of a a beautiful thing that we've already talked about that Instagram is for. It's keeping people up to date on your life. Yes. You know, especially for the ones who live far away. We're not going to get into the whole like influencer thing just yet, 
but that's coming later. Yeah, but really this has been it's now this thing of just like my partner and I just got married. We just bought a house. Mm -hmm. We just had kids. Like like it is that nice thing where you can keep in touch. You know, I was actually visiting one of my oldest friends last weekend. Mm -hmm. And you know, we were talking about people from from high school and elementary school. And you know, we kind of had little checkpoints because of Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And so that was that was kind of nice. And then through that, we've like been like, oh, well, you know, I actually did talk to so-and-so or I did see them on the street the other day and this yeah. is how they're doing. Um, yeah. So that, that I'm going to say is a pro. Mm-hmm. Where it's taken a dark, dark turn <sighs> is creating, again, the illusion of how you want to show your life. And, okay, yeah. one movie that's coming up for me, um, I think it's called Remy and Rami's, like, High School Reunion or something. Okay. The movie I'm talking about, I got to look this up. I don't, but, like, I, I can probably get the gist of it. I got this. Rami and Michelle. Sorry. Rami and Michelle's High School Reunion. Okay. Hilarious <laughs> movie. Um, it's Lisa Kudrow and um, Myra Sorvino. And mm-hmm. it's two girls. Like, they were kind of like the odd ones in high school, but, like, just the best of friends. Mm-hmm. And they have to go back to their like high school reunion, but they want to mm-hmm. show like how successful they are. So they kind of like create a facade yeah. of being like business women and like super wealthy and all that kind of stuff to to hopefully get like the past popular kids to like them and think like they've done yeah. so well. Mm-hmm. But really it was all a facade. And I find yeah. that influencers aside, this has kind of become the new thing on on social media. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I think because there's always that thing going around that social media is a highlight reel. Yes, you don't see people's dark days. Now, granted, there are more people getting on their live stream or whatever it's called when they're having their dark moments and -hmm. trying to share that realism. But for the majority, I think we've said it before on -hmm. a different episode, like you might be seeing someone with like, their super cute partner and they're like out for a picnic in a park yeah. and it just looks so romantic and they're like wow that person has like a perfect relationship where like mine is maybe not so perfect like what's wrong with me yeah. and the thing is you probably didn't see them fighting over the kind of sandwiches they were going to make yeah right like so yeah you know you're just seeing a highlight reel you don't actually mm-hmm. see like the bad side of that yeah and then where my extended issue with this comes in is I, I I was getting real fired up about this today but have you seen those posts going around where because like my problem with the highlight reel is when it is a blatant lie mm-hmm. or there's lying within it so yes. have you seen those posts going around where it's like girls um being like oh just a reminder that social media is often fake and they're showing um basically what the non-edited photo would look like oh yeah like with the filter and without the filter and like if you put the pictures oh. side by side they don't even look like the same person oh not even that like they're editing their hair oh god so that their hair is thicker or maybe their hair is a completely different style than what the original picture was taken as and it just it feels so disconnected i understand i, I respect the posts but it feels so disconnected like the message they're trying to put across Yes. Because I'm like, if it's fake, 
why are you posting it in the first place? Yeah. Because the other <laughs> the original photos are beautiful. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with the original photos. Like, yeah, sure, maybe you have like an acne spot or a mm-hmm. wrinkle. Like, God forbid you have a crow's feet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like if you're trying to be this like hero showing like this is what I look like without filters, why aren't you making all your content without filters? Exactly. Right? Like if you want to be a hero, get rid of the filters and be like, hey, I'm a real person. When I sit down, I have a tummy roll. Right? (laughs) And that is foundationally my biggest problem with this is I'm like, I'm all about the highlight reel if that's what you want to post, but make it real. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just feels like you know what I'm saying. No, I totally do. It's so fake. And it's just like there's so much knowledge about how – or at least there's been so much research done and information coming out about how damaging that can be to people's mental health, especially teenagers. Oh, you know what? I've noticed it damaging to my own mental health. Oh, yeah. And like we're adults. Yeah. And we still struggle to decipher about what is real and what is not. So I don't even think it matters how old you are, especially now Mm -hmm. like – you know, as people are growing up within this world, like yeah. we still grew up when, you know, you had to go take your film to get developed. Um, yeah. But now it's just like some kids have only ever mm-hmm. known filters. Yeah. So it's really hard to accept who you are, mm-hmm. you know, if you if you have acne or, um, I don't know, psoriasis or, you know, maybe you just don't, don't think you're that pretty. Um, yeah. You know, you're only ever going to know this facade mm-hmm. and probably forever carry around a bit of a self-esteem issue, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's just – that's my biggest issue when posts like that exist that is acknowledging that it's fake. Yes. And it's just like, okay, but I think we're all aware at this point about the impact this has on people. If you are brave enough to acknowledge that it's fake, why put it out there? Yeah, why keep putting the fake out? Like you're yes. already out. You've already showed people what you actually look like in real life, you know? Yeah, like just, just post just that Just carry photo. on. <laughs> yeah, and then another another one that I've been seeing too is like a filter where it's like, um, this filter is supposed to show what your face would look like if it was perfect. Oh my God. And you're just like <sighs> – like oh why does this exist yeah why because obviously when that filter turns off or you look at yourself in the mirror you're gonna be like wow i'm so not perfect yeah and there's like another one where it's just like it i don't know it puts a line down the middle of your face to see like how symmetric your face is and it like swaps your face around and i'm just like okay majority of people do not have a symmetric face and it's okay. <laughs> Literally most it's fine. Most people. Pretty sure like 99.9% do, do not have a symmetrical face. Yeah. And the other one, like there's just – can we just take a moment to point out like how advanced filters have become, especially oh, since Madonna crazy. TikTok? Because there is one and I put it on my face and it was just like it literally changed your gender. So like mm-hmm. if you were – a girl, like it would be like, this is what you look like as a man and mm-hmm. um, vice versa. And I think the meme was like, if you find yourself attractive as a male, you're good mm-hmm. looking or something. Like, I don't know. It was something oh, like really funny. It was I've seen that good. one. I've seen yeah. that one. Yeah. So I put the filter on. I was just like, damn, I'd date me. 
<laughs> I love it. But but it's yeah, so ridiculous I, that like it can cameras can literally do this now. They can change your gender. Like so essentially, let's just be hypothetical. You could have a whole like I could have a whole Instagram account as a man. <laughs> And no one and you would wouldn't know. know. No one would know. I could be like Laurent from France, you know? Like, I don't oh know. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I, I think I think in summary what I'm trying to say is it feels like um, – and again, this is kind of like our millennial episode. Like, I don't know what the solution is for this, but it feels like for some reason the more educated we get about the damages of social media, the worse it gets. It's like it's kind of going in a V shape where we're learning so much more and then people are like, yeah, social media is fake, but like I'm still going to post these things and if you use this filter, your face will be perfect. Yeah, and I think like it's come so far in the past 10 years where like before when we started this episode, you know, Valencia was the sexy filter yeah on instagram now like you barely use those filters you've got presets Mm -hmm. you've got airbrushing and photoshop and you have a filter yeah so like you don't even need to put makeup on anymore to take a picture because you just slap a filter on you're like oh look at that i'm all done up for the day Mm -hmm. pretty much yeah so yeah i don't know i think the only advice we can give is just like you know if you want to be change put the real you out there and you know there's nothing wrong with like making sure you're posing nicely or like in good lighting. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's just like if you're continuously putting out this false image though, you know, oh God, okay. I'm going to get hate for this, but like you're part of the problem. I'm sorry, but you are part of the problem. Like don't Photoshop your hair. Don't Photoshop your hair. Like you don't need to. No. So no, I, I agree with you. And I think as well, just it is hard as a consumer of social media, just continue. I know it's hard, but just continue to remind yourself like if you took away the lighting, if you took away the filter, whether there is or isn't one, and you took away the weird angle that this person's posing at, like it's just – it's not real. Mm-hmm. Like if it's you pass good them angles. in the street, yeah, if you pass them in the street, you could follow this person every day and like you might not even recognize them if they were your yeah. neighbor. So just rem- – yeah, like just remind yourself like it's really no reflection on who you are as a person or your worth. It's just – it's just a person out mm-hmm. there. Yeah, it's so. just a facade. So be real, yeah. people. Be real because I think that's how we can change it is just being like, no, this is how I really look and it's okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And remember when there are certain things where you're like that – is not actually naturally possible. That's also no, good to no. remember. Like if it looks like someone's missing some ribs, that's Photoshop. They probably are. <laughs> it's Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> the ribs were because, Photoshopped out. Yeah. We all we all got a little cellulite. We all got some rolls. It's fine. Yeah. It's you can fine. have six pack and when you sit down, guess what? You have a roll. It's <laughs> how the body yeah. works. Yeah. If you want to go back and check out our uh, reality check on body positivity episode, we will talk all about that. Ooh, yeah, that's a so. that's a good one. Um, anyway, let's let's move on, Rachel. Uh, let's okay. focus a little bit more. So we've we've kind of like now ventured into a little bit the influencer because let's face it, like those are the main people who are using filters and presets and mm-hmm. really creating that false life because they have followers, right? Like like that is essentially their business. 
And I think that's fine. Like Instagram has become a source of income for people. There's nothing wrong with yeah. that. Nope. You know, that's that's just another side business and it's a new thing. It's just like how when, um, you know, researchers ask children what they want to be when they grow up. An yeah. Instagrammer and a YouTuber are like real things that people say that they want to be when they grow up. It's just that's a new frustrating. industry. Yeah, no, it's just, it's just a new thing. It's just how like we wanted to be, you know, firefighters and police officers and doctors when we were when we were kids this is just part of it this is just where our world has gone um Mm -hmm. but what i really struggle with and it's it kind of goes in hand in hand with like all the filters and stuff but Mm -hmm. really it's that false image of people's like financial situations and like hustle culture and business that is all being promoted and I guess I guess how I can really like sum this up that like I really disagree with is all the false motivation that Uh, are just awful god god awful tips that like if you step away they don't make sense no they really don't didn't you see a post one time that literally said um intimacy and sex was a waste of time I did. I literally yeah. <laughs> saw a post where it was like, I don't know, top 10 time wasters and sex was on there. My God. Oh my God. You know what? If anything, people need more sex. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing it back to the physical world, people. Get away from the animation and the metaverse, you know, touch people with consent. Yeah. <laughs> well, Laura, if you want to get rich, you shouldn't be having sex. Apparently not. Apparently I'm wasting time. Yeah. <laughs> you should be hustling, right? <laughs> I mean, another post I saw where it was just like, oh, don't bash the nine to five because you have from 7 p.m. to 2 a.m. to side hustle. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was just like, so we don't sleep anymore. <laughs> we just don't sleep. Yeah. We don't We don't have sex. We don't sleep. Soon we're not going to eat because that's a waste of time too. And yeah. oh, whoops. Now we only live in the metaverse because, like, our physical bodies can no longer sustain us. Mm-hmm. And you also have to have a net worth of $5 million to be considered middle class. Otherwise, you are poor, according oh to the posts. Oh, my God. Can I share that with our listeners here real quick? You know what? Just throw it up there okay. because this okay. this is what spurred the the rant today. So, Oh, my God. It got, it got us freaking going. It okay. So this is I'm I'm gonna point out this Instagram channel because this is where I normally I literally follow them because their advice is so ridiculous. It's mm-hmm. called um Financial Simplified. Yeah. And it's just one of those like classic like, oh, this is how you become a macho millionaire billionaire. Okay. So this is wealth levels. You are poor if you have less than five hundred thousand dollars. Your okay. middle. <laughs> so we're all poor. <laughs> all right. We're gonna, God, we're just poor. Um, middle class is half a million dollars to two million. Upper middle, two million to four million. Comfortable, mm-hmm. four million to ten million. I just don't understand why comfortable comes after upper middle class i know well you know what they're always saying like hey middle class is no more so i guess now for the middle class to be comfortable you have to have over four million dollars um wealthy is 10 to 30 million 
comfortably rich. Oh boy. 80 million to 150 million. Oh. Yes. Truly rich. Truly. 400 truly rich. That's the distinction. It's like now you're finally rich. Truly rich is 400 million to 800 million. Oh my god. And super rich is 2 billion plus. Okay. <laughs> so, let's all just take 5 to cry for yeah. a moment because <laughs> Most of us are probably not even, um, let's see, how did they describe that? Oh, comfortable. <laughs> yeah. See, my my issue with this specifically is like, you know what? Like everyone has their own views on income levels and what category that puts you in. It's fine. But if you continue to scroll through that page, is there any actual valuable information about how to get there? beyond you should work 24-7. No. And it's not like there's even <laughs> advice on what you should be doing or, you know, how to start a business. Oh, no. You're just supposed to have a business, have a mm-hmm. side hustle, and don't eat, don't sleep, and don't have sex. That's that's yeah. literally – and then that's just – it's like this just gets you there. And, mm-hmm. oh, I also found a list of how you improve – which I feel like could be a whole episode on itself. But let me just pull a few things from here. Um, oh, so you're supposed to learn a new skill, mm-hmm. start a new routine, plan a new strategy. What that strategy is for, I, I don't know what that strategy is. Um, okay. Don't make excuses. No procrastination. Focus on the positive, though. Also learn a new language. Question okay. your purpose in life. Oh. Um, oh, don't compare yourself, though. Yeah, um, and you should acknowledge your flaws. Oh. And let's see. Oh, change your social circle because your friends are no longer good enough. Oh, but you now you need to follow an exercise routine. Make a oh. business bucket list. Be oh. more organized. And then, um, oh, watch educational videos and side hustle. And I'm sorry. Those were just a I, few of 36 ways to improve yourself. I don't have the t- that much time. No, who was and like God, no wonder we are burnt out mm-hmm. because people are putting out on social media that this is what they do all in a day. But I'm sorry. No one is taking a language class, working a nine to five, they have their own business, they have a side hustle, and they're maintaining their relationships plus a great workout team where they have a six pack. No. Sorry, that doesn't happen. That's just not real at all. But time mm-hmm. and time again, I only come across these like self-help Instagram accounts and that's what they're putting out there of like, this is what success looks like. And I'm sorry, no, because that's just unattainable Mm -hmm. unless you're like a sociopath or something. Like, I don't know, but it doesn't actually offer advice. It's just like, this is what you should strive for. Do we tell you how to get it? No, you have to figure that out yourself. Yeah. And like I could completely go off on, um, you know, just hustle culture and that whole like you know, the the debate of whether uh, you need to work hard to get to a good income standpoint. And I, don't get me wrong, you need to work hard, but I don't agree with having to work 24-7 to do so. But it feels like it's not inspiring. No. It is scary and it makes you feel horrible about yourself 
which in turn is the in- the intention is in turn it feels like to spur you to go do those things, but it's just paralyzing <laughs> instead. Yeah, and the scary thing is, and I, I think some people can relate to this, and we're we're actually going to do a full episode on on um, the dangers of hustle culture. Yeah, but a mere four or five years ago, I looked towards accounts like this. Yeah, that would show me how to be, you know, financially successful, mm-hmm. and I was honestly chasing the next thing and wondering why I wasn't happy. Yeah. Why I never had time for my personal relationships. Mm-hmm. And I felt like a failure because I'm just like, I feel like I have nothing to show for it, yet I'm doing everything that these supposed self-help accounts are telling, are telling me. To me. Yeah. And then like a, kind of in this similar vein, another thing that I've been seeing going around a lot is unbacked claims of mm-hmm. income levels. Where they're like, it's like, oh, you're so silly for working a nine to five. If you didn't, you could be making $75,000 a month. And it's just like, okay. I, and you know, it's an, it's an online business, which is, if that's what you're making, all the power to you. But it's just like, okay, but you don't tell us how. Mm -hmm. You don't say what's the first step. You don't show the work behind how you got there. Cause maybe you were, maybe you were. Sorry, maybe you were an overnight success, but yeah, not yeah, everyone. Yeah, like someone could just gotten lucky, but most people, it takes years and years yeah. of grinding and sacrifice to get to that level, mm-hmm. which if that's what they're passionate and want to do, I mean, by all means, do it. Yeah. But and like so many of these accounts are just like, oh, I did this and like the next month I was making $70,000. Yeah, it's I quit my nine to five and now I'm a billionaire. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, I totally respect that. But what I would find more inspiring, and maybe this is just something about stop putting out the illusion and have more transparency, is if you're sharing that much of your life and you want to help people as you say you are as opposed to brag, then like maybe show what your business model was. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to yeah, give the exact – model. Be yeah, a leader or, and be a teacher. Yeah, and then I would respect it. But just the unbacked claims that are meant to make you feel bad mm-hmm. about whichever path you've chosen, I don't agree with that. Yeah, no, I don't either. That's a big con. So, yeah, I like how we were like, it's the pros and cons of social media. And we're like, okay, so there's a little tiny pro here, but <laughs> there's a whole lot of con. <laughs> it's like it sucks for these reasons. <laughs> Yes, it and then matters. we, and then we proceed to list like fifty reasons why this one point <laughs> sucks. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, this is kind of like another uh, social commentary episode where you know we we don't really have some concrete things, but I think what we can do because it's very personal. Yes. You know, I don't think us individually. I don't think we're going to be like changing the social media landscape. But there are things that we can do to protect ourselves. And really, at the end of the day, that's all we can do. And you just – you have to look out for yourself. So, you know, I'd love to just share some of those boundaries that we can all kind of keep in the back of our mind Mm -hmm. when we start feeling overwhelmed and feel like social media is running our lives. Go for it. All right. So – Spending only an hour and a half on social media a day. Now, 
hour and a half might be too much for you, might be not mm-hmm. enough. Um, I think you have to do something that is gradual and makes sense for you. Like if you're someone who's mm-hmm. spending currently eight hours a day, it's going to be really hard for you to go like cold turkey or like down to an hour. Yeah. Um, one thing that helps is on your, most phones, you can actually set like a timer yeah. for your social media. And then like once that time has been hit, um, it locks you out of your social media for the rest of the day. So like that's kind of like the tough love solution. And don't click the snooze button. Oh, I'm so bad for doing that. <laughs> snooze for I do it minutes. every time. Snooze for 15 minutes. And then I'm like, I should just snooze it for the day. Yeah. Um, next, this one I really need to work on is don't use your phone in bed. I'm so bad at that. Yes. It's golden advice, but I am not there yet. Yeah. Like I'm notorious for throwing a YouTube video on. And okay, I I – Personally, I exclude YouTube a little bit from the social media world. I kind of yeah. like consider it different media, but yet it still is time on our phones mm-hmm. and not interacting with with people. Next is unfollow people who make you feel less about yourself or someone else. And this is something I try and do. I did. I had to do this a lot, like especially when I was like in my early twenties, because I followed mm-hmm. more influencers. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, like, I will go through all of the people I'm following and, like, unfollow people like I don't even know who they are anymore or I really just don't like their content because I don't think it's good for me Yeah, because, like, maybe they're, like, super tanned with, like, really toned body and I'm just like, mm, I'm never going to be that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need to look at that kind of stuff. Like, why, why throw that in my face every day? Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's another thing. And kind of jumping off of that too, even if you're not following them, so kind of referencing those financial posts, mm-hmm. um, something that you can do because how that explore page kind of works is the more time you spend looking at it, then that's you get more of those posts. Yes. I get a lot of Taylor Swift content. Me too. Taylor Swift and cats and horses. That's like the only thing on my search page. I know. So um, something that you can do is basically like – hide or say you're not interested mm-hmm. with those posts and then event like you know they're gonna trickle through but like eventually you'll stop seeing them and it will kind of be phased out of your explore page so that's a good idea as well yes. in the case that you don't follow them so yes and okay so next tip is block anyone who posts harmful content so this kind of is like mm-hmm. on the same realm of like something that makes you feel bad about yourself but if it's like let's put this more on the lens of like personal finance ad- advice, business advice, and like maybe political views because, you know, that is stuff that literally could harm your finances or, you know, you really don't believe in it. So definitely don't engage. Mm-hmm. Next is post only things that bring you joy. So All right. Rachel, you got your little bunny there. I do. You could just post happy pictures of his little life every day because it sounds like a genius joy. idea. Right? Maybe he should start his own Instagram account. <laughs> he would get so many followers. Oh my God. Probably. So cute. Yeah. And I think this one we can also throw it towards, you know, posting the real you, you mm-hmm. know, not feeling like you need to put like those crazy filters on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, I just, I don't think we should be doing that. As fun as they are to play around with, I certainly get like a complex about myself Mm -hmm. when I'm like putting the filter on and off. And I'm like, wow, maybe I'm not that pretty in real life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, this filter really tells me otherwise. Like, I'm like kind of a gargoyle. Um, you're just like, wait, am I? Yeah, like it just attractive. It's just an instant complex. So yeah. I think we should just avoid that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, next thing I am also terrible for is uh, looking at your phone first thing in the morning. Oh, I do that every day. I'm terrible for it. And like, I don't even use my phone as an alarm clock. So really, I have no excuse for it being right beside my bed charging Mm -hmm. all night. Like, really, I should put it in my office. But I don't know. I always have this weird thing. I'm like, what if someone needs to contact me? Like, I'm asleep. I hear nothing when I sleep. So I, I should at least like plug it in maybe on the other side of the room. Mm-hmm. where if I needed it, it's there, but I can't like roll over and grab it. And ooh, the last one is a good one because I think this goes back to us being like um, when we were talking about like, don't be part of the problem, be part of the solution. Mm-hmm. And that is not writing anything that you wouldn't say to someone's face. Mm-hmm. So that goes out to anyone who feels like they need to troll people because we shouldn't be spreading hate, you know, spread the love. So yeah, I just want to give a shout out to where I got these um, social media boundary tips from. And it's from the Instagram account Mindful Soul Collective. And Mm -hmm. uh, the creator on there is Sharina. And she is a counselor and a coach for self-development, mental health, mindset, business, and parenting. And definitely go follow her because she just like really posts these beautiful quotes that just make you kind of stop and think. And yeah. Definitely check her out because one of her other quotes are, you don't need to become someone else. You're already a masterpiece. Aww. And I feel like that really sums up today's episode. Yes, it does. Shall we leave it there? I think so. Listeners, have a good day, evening, whenever you are listening to this. And we DM listen- us on Instagram. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> so now that we've bitched about Instagram, go check out our Instagram. <laughs> Um, Oh, one thing, Rachel, we were thinking of doing. So this episode Mm -hmm. is likely airing on November 23rd. Yeah. And we were both discussing going on a social media detox, which would include like TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. And really what we're doing is like we just delete them off of our phone. Yep. Um, So if anyone wants to join us on that, like, okay, obviously we might be like, posting on our podcast Instagram account just to like update people Keep it going. On, on episodes but like we won't be scrolling because that I think for you and I that's our main problem is like yeah we get on the explore page and that's where we spend like hours and hours wasting mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. so if anyone wants to join us on that like how long should we do it for Rachel uh maybe for a month okay kind of end like right before Christmas yeah, that sounds good. So yeah. you and I will do it for a month. People are welcome to join us if you would like. We won't like post obviously about progress on the Instagram yes. account, um, but we will talk about our progress maybe at the end of each episode yep. leading up towards the holidays. And yeah, I'm totally down if if you are. We hope people 
will join us and we're going to focus more on just like talking to our friends and family in a more intimate way, in a more personal mm-hmm. way. That's the goal with that. That is the goal. Yes. And one thing I am going to do on my phone, I have like my little ebook library app is instead of like when I reach for my phone to open up Instagram, I'm going to try like open up my book instead. Yeah. And maybe That's I can That's a good lost. idea. Yeah. I just, cause I know like when I've done these challenges before where I've deleted Instagram, I'll like read the news app a lot. Cause I always feel like I just need to read something on my phone. Mm-hmm. So I'm at least going to go with a book. Might as well educate myself or like read for pleasure. Or just read the Bridgerton series. That might be what I'm reading right now. <laughs> I am on the second book <laughs> right now. All I'm, right. Yep. The Viscount Who Loved Me. It's going well. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Well, I guess we should leave it there. I think so. All right, everyone. Live like tea. Live like tea. <laughs>